Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader, today. And today we have Monday, the 30th of May, or the 29th of ER, on the Hebrew calendar. And we have reached day 44 of the counting of the Omer. The parasha, or the Torah portion this week, is called Bamidbar, which means in the wilderness. And the scripture reading from the Torah is Numbers, chapter 1, verse 20 through verse 54. Before we start reading the scriptures, let's join together and bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. The children of Reuven, Israel's firstborn, their generations by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names one by one, every male from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Reuven, were forty-six thousand five hundred. Of the children of Shimon, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, those who were counted of it, according to the number of the names, one by one, every male from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Shimon, were fifty-nine thousand three hundred. Of the children of God, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Gad, were forty-five thousand six hundred fifty. Of the children of Yehuda, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Yehuda, were seventy-four thousand six hundred. Of the children of Issachar, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Issachar, were fifty-four thousand four hundred. Of the children of Zvolun, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Zvolun, were fifty-seven thousand four hundred. Of the children of Yosef, of the children of Ephraim, 
their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Ephraim, were forty thousand five hundred. Of the children of Manasseh, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Manasseh, were thirty-two thousand two hundred. Of the children of Benjamin, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Benjamin, were thirty-five thousand four hundred. Of the children of Dan, their generations, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Dan, were sixty-two thousand seven hundred. Of the children of Asher, their generations by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Asher, were forty-one thousand five hundred. Of the children of Naphtali, their generations by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war, those who were counted of them, of the tribe of Naphtali, were fifty-three thousand four hundred. These are those who were counted, whom Moshe and Aharon counted, and the twelve men who were princes of Israel, each one for his father's house. So all those who were counted of the sons of Israel by their fathers' houses, from twenty years old and upward, all who were able to go out to war in Israel, all those who were counted were six hundred three thousand five hundred fifty. But the Levites, after the tribe of their fathers, were not counted among them. For the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Only the tribe of Levi you shall not count, neither shall you take a census of them among the sons of Israel, but appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the testimony, and over all its furnishings, and over all that belongs to it, they shall carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings, and they shall take care of it, and shall a cap round about it. When the tabernacle is to move, the Levites shall take it down, and when the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levites shall set it up. And the stranger who comes near shall be put to death. The sons of Israel shall pitch their tents, every man by his own camp, and every man by his own standard, according to their divisions. 
But the Levites shall encamp around the tabernacle of the testimony, that there may be no wrath on the congregation of the sons of Israel. The Levites shall be responsible for the tabernacle of the testimony. Thus the sons of Israel did, according to all that the Lord commanded Moshe, so they did. That was Numbers, or Bamidbar, 1, 20 through 54. Our portion from the prophets will today be the prophet Jeremiah, or Yeremiah, chapter 17. The sin of Yehuda is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It's engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of your altars. Even their children remember their altars and their Asherah poles by the green trees on the high hills. My mountain in the field, I will give your substance and all your treasures for a plunder and your high places because of sin throughout all your borders. You, even yourself, will discontinue from your heritage that I gave you. I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which you do not know, for you have kindled a fire in my anger which will burn forever. This is what the Lord says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, relies on strength of flesh, and whose heart departs from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when good comes, but will inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in the Lord, for he will be as a tree planted by the waters, who spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be concerned in the year of drought. It will not cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the inward parts, even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his doings. As the partridge that sits on eggs which he has not laid, so is he who gets riches and not by right. In the middle of his days they will leave him. At his end he will be a fool. A glorious throne set on high from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Lord, the hope of Israel all who forsake you will be disappointed. Those who depart from me will be written in the earth because they have forsaken the Lord, the spring of living waters. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. For you are my praise. Behold, they ask me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it be fulfilled now. As for me, I have not hurried from being a shepherd after you. I have not desired the woeful day. You know that which came out of my lips was before your face. Do not be a terror to me, 
You are my refuge in the day of evil. Let them be disappointed who persecute me, but not let not me be disappointed. Let them be dismayed, but do not let me be dismayed. Bring on them the day of evil and destroy them with double destruction. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and stand in the gate of the children of the people, through which the kings of Yehuda come in and by which they go out, and in all the gates of Jerusalem. Tell them, Hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Yehuda, all Yehuda, and all inhabitants of Jerusalem, that enter in by these gates. This is what the Lord says. Be careful, and bear no burden on the Shabbat day, nor bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. Do not carry a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day. Do not do any work, but make the Shabbat day holy, as I commanded your fathers. But they did not listen, they did not turn their ear, but made their necks stiff, that they might not hear, and might not receive instruction. It will happen, if you diligently listen to me, says the Lord, to bring in no burden through the gates of the city on the Shabbat day, but to make the Shabbat day holy, to do no work therein. Then there will enter in by the gates of this city kings and princes, sitting on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their princes, the men of Yehuda, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city will remain forever. And they will come from the cities of Yehuda, and from the places around Jerusalem, from the land of Binyamin, from the lowland, from the hill country, and from the south, bringing burnt offerings, sacrifices, grain offerings, and frankincense, and bringing sacrifices of thanksgiving to the house of the Lord. But if you will not listen to me to make the Shabbat day holy, and not to bear a burden and enter in at the gates of Jerusalem on the Shab- Shabbat day, then I will kindle a fire in its gates, and it will devour the palaces of Jerusalem. It will not be quenched. That was Jeremiah chapter 17. Our portion from the writings is today Job or Yov chapter 28. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place for gold which they refine. Iron is taken out of the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Man sets an end to darkness and searches out to the furthest bound, the stones of obscurity and of thick darkness. He breaks open a shaft away from where people live. They are forgotten by the foot. They hang far from men. They swing back and forth. As for the earth, out of it comes bread and underneath it is turned up as it were fire. Sapphires come from its rocks, and it has dust of gold. That path no bird or prey knows, neither has the falcon's eye seen it. The proud animals have not trodden it, 
nor has the fierce lion passed by there. He puts his hand on the flinty rock, and he overturns the mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels among the rocks, and his eye sees every precious thing. He binds the streams that they do not trickle, and the thing that is hidden he brings out to light. But where will wisdom be found? Where is the place of all understanding? Man does not know its price, neither is it found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. The sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither will silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx or the sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, neither will it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. No mention will be made of coral or of crystal. Yes, the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia will not equal it, nor will it be valued with pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? Where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hidden from the eyes of all living, and kept close from the birds of the sky. Abaddon and Death say, We have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands it ways, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth, and he sees under all the heavens. He establishes the force of the wind. Yes, he measures out the waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then he saw it and declared it. He established it, yes, and searched it out. To man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. That was Job chapter 28. And now our final portion for today, the Apostolic Writings, where we will read 1 Corinthians 7, verse 25 through verse 40. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who has obtained mercy from the Lord to be trustworthy. Therefore I think that because of the distress that is on us, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be freed. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you marry, you have not sinned. If a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Yet such will have oppression in the flesh, and I want to spare you. But I say this, brothers, the time is short that from now on both those who have wives may be as though they had none, and those who weep as though they did not weep, and those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy as though they did not possess, and those who use the world as not using it to the fullest, for... The form of this world passes away. But I desire to have you to be free from cares. 
He who is unmarried is concerned for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. There is also a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. This I say for your own profit, not that I may ensnare you, but for that which is appropriate, and that you, that you may attend to the Lord without distraction. But if any man thinks that he is behaving inappropriately toward his virgin, if she is past the flower of her age, and if need so requires, let him do what he desires. He does not sin, let them marry. But he who stands steadfast in his heart, having no urgency, but has power over his own will, and has determined in his own heart to keep his own virgin, does well. So then, both he who gives his own virgin in marriage does well, and he who does not give her in marriage does better. A wife is bound for as long as her husband lives, but if the husband is dead, she is free to be married to whomever she desires, only in the Lord. But she is happier if she stays as she is, in my judgment, and I think that I also have the Ruach Elohim. That was 1 Corinthians seven, twenty-five through 40 if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this cycle, you will also read Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through verse 29 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God that you have listened to will go deep in your heart and bear much fruit. Shalom, shalom from Israel. Until next time.